This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. This is the final podcast of the 2018-19 Premier League season. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, you know what they say. It's not about the destination. It's about the 36 points in transfer hits that I took along the way. And uh, <laughs> right. here we are at the end of the season. I'm feeling great. Only the movie Final Destination is really about the final destination, right? <laughs> Everything else is about <laughs> the journey along the way. <laughs> So, Brandon, it's it's over. I, I did see, you know, I had a, there was a moment yesterday. You, you and I were in a pretty celebratory mood. We went to this, you know, we had this big meetup at the, the Black Horse here at Brooklyn and um, met a lot of people. Um, we were actually, there, at one point, we had four different countries represented, uh, which is very cool. Uh, Israel, uh, Australia, uh, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. were all uh, we're all, at, at, you know, part of this meetup. And so, um, yeah, we were there with FPL Strong and... Um, Danny and Sean, uh, Omer, um, Jonathan, Jeff, Brandon, David, who actually bought us some beers, which was awesome, and then fled because his uh, game week was going so bad that he was like, I need to get out of here. Uh, just a great, great, great meetup in general. But there was a moment where, you know, you didn't have a particularly good game week. And uh, you looked over at me and, and you were like, I think I'm going to finish outside the top 10K. And I was like, it doesn't matter. And you were like, I know, I know it doesn't matter. But I'm imagining but I, you I, yeah. taking me by the shoulders and and get it like pressing your face up against my face, <laughs> looking deep into my soul and telling me this. What were you thinking when we had this conversation? Do you remember this conversation? I do remember it. Yeah, I thought um, it's not true. It can't be true. <laughs> yeah it was, it was like that, you telling yeah. me it was it was like we were deep in in the uh the vietnamese jungle and you mm. had just told me that tex had been blown up by a landmine and i just wow. wanted to say it's not true is that it's a specific true. movie reference or is this just a generic vietnam like fantasy yeah, that, that, that you're 
it's it's yeah it's a it's a generic war fantasy that i'm constantly cultivating yes yeah yeah uh although like a character named tex is like that that crosses all wars right every american there's always an american character named tex like in every yeah i bet even like saint private ryan there's a there's a tex in there somewhere oh definitely but yeah i do remember that conversation and you had just I think moments before learned that you were going to finish outside the top 1K. So yeah, both of us uh, just kind of fell short <laughs> at the end. It was weird. I mean, it's weird. Like we both have, I had great seasons, great finishes. I mean, uh, I finished 1200 overall, which is, uh, um, it is my, it's my best ever finish by a couple hundred spots. It's my third top 5,000 finish. So that's satisfying. Like that feels, you know, maybe it makes me feel good after, after a couple shaky seasons, it makes me feel like, okay, right. Like I, I more or less know what I'm doing, you know, uh, which uh-huh. is a, which is a good feeling when you have a podcast about about fantasy sports. Uh, you're not getting like the you're, David Moyes chant from from <laughs> Old Trafford. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, at least not for like this one particular season. Uh-huh. Uh, of yeah, course, yeah. now the slate the slate is wiped clean. Yeah, so I, that happened to me, and then and then it's kind of the same with you. And so both of us were like kind of like weirdly distraught, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the end of this at the end of this game week. And it was, I, you know, I, I, even today I feel fine you know it was just in that moment there was that feeling of like oh like i just yeah on the table a little bit i i agree and i had my best season finish ever in our eight seasons playing ten thousand six forty three. so i really can't complain and and one last black horse shout out what pulled me out of the mire we also met these two guys for the first time matthew and tommy who had traveled from england and they were norwich city super fans and we have to talk to them more over the summer because I feel like they're going to be a font of knowledge when mm-hmm. Norwich is coming to the Prem next season. But we've been talking a lot about Timu Puki. What Matthew sure. and Tommy told me is we need to we need to research uh, this Argentine midfielder, Emiliano mm-hmm. Buendia. OK, mm-hmm. so yep. he looks like he's going to be the guy who's going to be priced at like four point five, five point okay. midfield, yeah. a diamond in the rough. So you just blowing up their spot like right out of the bat. You know, we're all going to have we're all going to have Buendia. They're all we're all going to captain Buendia at the start of next season. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's the it's secrets like out. Done it, and it's, it's, it's basically like an Avengers spoiler for next <laughs> season. The Buendia effect. So let's talk a little bit about this podcast, Brandon. It's 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 the season wrap up. We are going to uh, we're going to celebrate the winners of uh, the always the various always cheating leagues. Uh, somehow we have like nine leagues now, so we're 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 going to congratulate the winners of those leagues. Uh, hopefully, in a way that's that's fun and doesn't take up like you know more than like. I don't know, a minute and a half. And uh, then we're going to go through um, all 20 of the teams in the Premier League. We're going to pick an MVP. I, I I was debating whether we should do a most valuable player and a least valuable player. And I thought, no, Brandon, let's keep it. Let's keep it optimistic at the end of the yeah. season. OK, yeah, we've been yeah, negative on all these. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, for me, the least valuable player is, uh, um, you know, like Nathan Redmond, perhaps, right? Who let me down so consistently by being so good in the face of me <laughs> telling everybody how crappy he was. Yes. You know, so that that's on me. He's my least favorite player. Very let's, awful let's, thing for Redmond to do to you. <laughs> it was very annoying how the way he consistently did it when I told people not to bring him in. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some lessons learned for for both of us um, on the season. Um, and uh, and then that, that's it. And then we're going to wrap things up. Um, and then, you know, obviously we're, we're going to take a sh- like a – 
would be off for about eight weeks or so, I'd say. And uh, we'll be back, um, you know, in the summer when the uh, when the game launches again. Um, we're going to keep doing some pods for our um, for our Patreon supporters. Um, we've got a couple things. We're going to do one on Fantasy Draft. Uh, we actually have a book review podcast that we're doing. Uh, we've got a lot of different stuff in the works for the next few weeks for for the patrons. But um, but yeah, should we get right into the pod, Brennan? Yes, and we're going to get started by once again thanking all of our listeners for making Always Cheating an award-winning podcast. Josh, this is kind of amazing. Yeah, the football yeah. blogging awards that took place last week, we've screamed it from the mountaintop, so you probably already know. But in case right. you don't... We did we did record a 15-minute podcast where we congratulated <laughs> yeah, ourselves. That's yes, <laughs> true. Yeah, so if you need to know anything about it, just go back and listen to us talk bloviating about it for 15 <laughs> minutes. But um, but I, I was telling you uh, before we started recording that I, I do feel like um, Gary Oldman now, after he finally won his his coveted Oscar award for mm-hmm. well, what amounts to a, a pretty bland Churchill movie, a forgettable Churchill performance. <laughs> but the key to winning the key to win an Academy Award is to impersonate somebody. An original performance is it's a very tough ask. You really and that that's what that's what makes impression. always cheating so special. Is this is a wholly original performance that we're putting on? <laughs> so big thanks to all our listeners who voted for us in the football blogging awards, and we are officially the uh, best fantasy content creators for 2019 judges choice yeah very cool uh yeah that will never not be cool uh brandon we got some league updates to do here always cheating super league uh let's run through the top 10 uh i'll I'll read it off this time brandon i'll do it one last time and see if i can pronounce any of these names correctly uh guy guy with all the leviosa in 10th Ninth is Dunking Donuts. It's not bad. Uh, Henry not bad. Wakefield. In uh, eighth, it's Richard Jenkins, full of flair. In seventh, Fabio Borges, Clichy's Clean Sheets. It's got to be like his, like, I don't even know, like his fifth top 300 finish or something. Uh, what an amazing manager. <laughs> um, Love Low, uh, Bjorn Olsen Maid uh, finished in sixth. Uh, Landro's 11, Kristen, uh, Crystal Landro finished in fifth. Uh, Sky Player and FPL, Paul Jones in fourth. Uh, Fantasy Foxes, Andy Sullivan in third, uh, No Transfer Lane, Maddie Fawcett in second, and the winner uh, with a 2,560 points overall is Nacho, uh, Nacho Nacho Man, Matthew Shannon. Congratulations to Matthew. He reached out to us. Really seems like a really great guy and a worthy winner. And Matthew, reach out to us because you can have your pick of anything you want in the Always Cheating Shop. You can have a uh, you can have a shirt, you can have a sweater, you can have a mug. Uh, it's all, I actually think he already has a mug, but uh, you can have a second mug um, or you can, <laughs> or you can one get one for, of those. One for your best friend, perhaps. Yeah, get a sweet, sweet, always cheating sweatshirt. Yeah, and well done to Matt Shannon, who finished 19 OR in the world. Your name is going up on the alwayscheating.com league page in our Hall of Fame. And now on to the Patreon Classic League, Josh, just for our Patreon supporters. We're going to do the top five finishers here. In fifth place, it's Hugh Patrick Campbell team. In fourth place, Adam McAvoy, Habruzzi's All-Stars. In third place, Jonas Vick and Oboy, Vibes GT. In second place, just shy of the top spot, it's Mohar Rowe, his team Sunny Side Up. And in first place, you also get dibs on anything you want in the Always Cheating store. It's Guy Guy, Wijnaldum Leviosa. Finishing on 25, 19 points overall. Guy, guy, congratulations. You have, you, you remember of these kids shows, these kids game shows, Josh, where the, the grand prize was like a, a shopping spree and a toy store? Oh, yeah, of course I remember that. That was like the dream. Every kid's dream was a shopping spree and a toy store. 
that's basically what Guy Guy is getting. That's also yeah. what Matt Shannon is getting at the always cheating shop, except you can only pick one thing. Yeah. So and it's just, just like a, that. A little shout out to uh, to Fuzzy Dunlap Flynn, uh, who we mentioned before, bought us some drinks. I think he fell from from second to eighth place uh, with 40 points on the day. But uh, he bought us drinks, so he gets a special double shout out on the Always Cheating Podcast. Brandon, swag and free drinks, man. That is the, that is the key to a shout out on the Always Cheating Podcast. And uh, Always uh, always Cheating Patrons, second half league, uh, just a quick shout out to uh, first place finisher there, Jonas Micken, uh, Vic and OB. Uh, congrats to you, uh, Jonas. Uh, Brandon, the uh, Patreon head-to-head league, uh, Jan Spernage uh, won in the end. He beat me by one point in the semifinal, and then he destroyed Dave Wagner Lodal in the final, 88-70. to 70. Destruction. Dave's a, Dave's a weak manager, so it doesn't surprise me that Jan uh, embarrassed him <laughs> like he did. So yeah, um, yeah. good job, Jan. Yeah, well done. All right, and the the ugly stepchildren of our leagues are uh, draft leagues. Josh, you ran the AC Patreon draft league called the Blue Team, and I right. ran Brandon's Buddies. The winner of the Blue Team League, it's Nick Wright, our good friend Nick Wright, who joined us at Wembley Stadium in October. His team, Poku Bowl 11, took first place there. And in my league, Brandon's Buddies, famously was having a party at his house while our live draft was going on. <laughs> Bjarne mm-hmm. Helgeson, yeah. quite drafty abode, get, takes top spot there. So for both Nick and Bjarne, we are going to make custom mugs with your names on them, commemorating your draft achievements, and those will be made and sent to you in the mail very soon. All right, so Brandon, that's our 67 different leagues, and uh, we're going to be doing – if you're interested in doing a draft league yourself next year, we're going to do a Patreon podcast over the summer. Uh, we're going to be doing a Patreon podcast over the summer. We have a guest and talk about draft strategy. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, I was pretty bad at draft this year, and uh, I want to be better. I do. So uh, that will be uh, coming up. Brandon, we asked some people to share some tales of success and tales of woe, uh, and we've got a couple of good ones here. Uh, do you want to read this first one from Jack Amore? I would gladly read Jack's story. Uh, you you G chatted this story to me at work today, and I read it with great delight. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Jack Amore says, "I have one of the strangest FPL stories for you. I'm a big Arsenal fan, and I live abroad, so I thought I'd treat myself to a visit to England and watch a game." The nearest was Huddersfield versus Arsenal. Bought secondhand overpriced tickets with my sister and her husband and went to the game. To add to the excitement, I thought I'd get in Kolasinac just so it would be even sweeter if he scored. First half, one assist from him. Clean sheet, looking likely. All is good. Halftime comes and I decide to get a beer, as you do. Walked down to my seat and couldn't find my sister. Next thing I know, I'm being escorted out by security. Where I live, you can drink anywhere in the stadium. Not in England. Cheer across America. (laughs) After many refusals of my excuses of complete innocence and naivete, they told me I wasn't allowed back in. I stood outside the stadium, wet, cold, and alone, whilst my family watched the game inside. All I could hear was a cheer in the last minute. What was it? Huddersfield goal, clean sheet wiped. Who scored it? Kolasinac, own goal. Unbelievable. I stood outside the John Smith Stadium in disbelief. What was the beer I bought? An overpriced John Smith's. Despite all this, had my best season ever, won my mini league, and thoroughly enjoy it. 
Thanks for all the advice and podcasts. It's been invaluable, hilarious, and so entertaining. No, Jack, you are invaluable, hilarious, and so entertaining. <laughs> I love this story. Yeah, I did, I did too. One of my favorite stories of the year, actually. And I like I can. what I like about it is I could absolutely see myself doing that too. I could just like in America, you just <laughs> they have beer people who just walk the aisles, you know, handing beers out. There's no yeah, they're like throwing cans like, of beer to people in the middle. <laughs> they of really the are. Road. Yeah, they'll they'll throw a beer like twelve people down, and you just get like stick. It's like a it's like a metal beer can just like hurtling your way. Jack, we'll do you one better. We went we went to see the the Big Ten tournament at Madison Square Garden a couple of years ago. We had already drunk too much beer at our seats, so we just brought frosés back to our seat so oh, i forgot about those frosés <laughs> man that was good times that's when you know you're you're a real a real g when you're drinking so frosé at your seat when you know you're you're confident in yourself right when you're yeah exactly. <laughs> next one comes from chris robinson he says for the first season ever i've been uh, winning my work league all season 30 points ahead of my mate in the last day i'm thinking i've got this in the bag he has a bench boost, but even that won't save him. I check his team this evening, and the guy had the balls to burn a minus 12 and put a bombing Aguero and Perez up top and ends up taking me by scoring 101 points. Jesus. Uh, all season I led, he took me. says, ah, the beautiful game for him in parentheses <laughs> i should also know i should also mention this season my dad has been listening to your podcast and been flying in our family league so if you could quickly shout out his team mexico 70 it will be a great surprise when he listens so congrats chris congrats to chris's dad i guess condolences actually to you chris but you know second yeah. place isn't that bad you know it's uh you know that's so second place is a very successful season right i mean you know take yeah. it from me chris uh, second place <laughs> third place it it comes to be its its own cherished trophy but <laughs> yeah right. big big ups to uh fpl playing dads everywhere and chris's dad with mexico 70 uh thanks for the support next story it's harbuzi outright brag personal best 799 overall Hard luck part, still only good enough for second in my main three cash leagues. Wow. Seven ninety nine overall, and in three separate leagues, he's in second it's, place. It's got to like, be one you, person who's ahead of him, right? And all yeah, of them, you need they new friends, Harbuzi. Your yeah, friends are too true. good at it. Yeah, your friends, yeah, your friends suck. Then uh, <laughs> uh, a couple more just tales of success. Uh, Dave C says he's won his mini league by six points. The port goal was the difference. Uh, and then FPL fan says he was behind by 30 points in his mini league before game week 38. Uh, it says the Wilson price rise meant he couldn't get him in without a hit. So he went for Rondon instead. Then he won his mini league by two points. Wow. That late goal from Rondon. I feel like that was a big, that was a big difference maker in a lot of different leagues. You know, the friend Sean, we mentioned before, she won her league by one point and it was because of the late Rondon goal. So. Yeah, and now Sean has to get Rondon's face tattooed on her back, weirdly. So uh, it's kind of, a, in a way, a bad beat for her. A Faustian bargain, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but, uh, let's take a quick break, Josh. But before we do, um, let's do a, 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 our last thank you of the season to our Patreon supporters. Before Game Week 38 hit, we got new Patreon supporters, probably wanted to tune in for our last kitchen table session of the season, where it's either you or me, Josh. We just happened to record this last week together, but we have a special Q&A strategy pause just prior to the game week deadlines for our Patreon supporters. Uh, so thanks. Big thanks to Jazz Binning, who is who is joining us at the producer level. Now, we know Jazz from the Black Horse. He's bought us many rounds there. Now, Jazz, the next round is on us, sir. Thanks for the support. Yeah, at the Embakani yeah. level, 
Tom Hewitt, Ralph, Joachim, Wedergen, Matt, James Rollinson, and Luke Gardner. Thanks to you guys, all of you. Yep. And if you like to support what we do, uh, even though we're about to, to end the season, uh, you can still do it. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, we do have some Patreon pots coming up later on this month. Obviously, the Slack will be running, um, you know, runs nonstop all, all, all year long. Um, and uh, June is a free month. So if you support the pod uh, this month, you'll effectively get two months for the price of one. So there's my little mini sales pitch. And um, if you're still looking for a mini league reward or you want to spend some of your winnings, you can go to the Always Cheating Shop and we have uh, mugs and T-shirts and sweatshirts. And uh, I think we're looking at a new T-shirt design for next year, aren't we, Brandon? So we'll keep people yeah, posted on yeah. that. Yeah, so hit up, the, hit up the shop for – in case we decide to discontinue the now famous Vokes wow. and Bacani Poku uh, – Because none of them are in the league anymore. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're talking to some great designers out there in the community who are hoping will help us with some more swag for next season. So tune in. Stay tuned for that. That's right. All right, Brian, let's take a break. We'll get back with our MVPs of the season. All right, Brandon, we're back. As I mentioned before, we're going to read off our MVPs for each team. Uh, these are fantasy MVPs, right? Like, I know that there are people out there who are like, you know, Fernandinho is the real MVP of Man City mm-hmm. or uh, I don't even know. Like, uh, Mark Noble is the is the, the true <laughs> West Ham. That, that might be true, actually. That one might be accurate. <laughs> Uh, but these are these are fantasy MVPs. They aren't they aren't necessarily the person who scored the most points either. Okay. Uh, as you'll yeah. as well as we'll talk about uh, shortly. I think there's some people who were the MVPs just because they were a super cheap fantasy asset, or they um, they were so good for like an extended stretch. Like uh, we're talking about Hungman Son um, in a few minutes, but to me, he's kind of the Spurs MVP just because. When he peaked, he peaked so so high, you know, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. that he was just like an amazing fantasy answer about 10 weeks. And he kind of was the only one on that team who really fully shown this year. So, uh, But we're going to do this in table order, Brandon, instead of alphabetical the way we normally do. I think it's appropriate, uh, appropriate way to celebrate Man City and their title. Uh, so uh-huh. <laughs> let's let's get into it, Brandon. Let's start with Man City. Okay, Man City. So uh, you've got three players listed here. Aguero finishing the season with 21 goals, 11 assists, and 26 bonus. Sterling actually beat Aguero on uh, FPL points by a margin of 33, but he has 17 goals, 15 assists, 25 bonus. And Laporte, who um, you know definitely came on strong in the second half of the season, yep. getting his scoring boots on. He was a big player in a couple of the double game weeks. Three goals, three assists, uh, 18 clean sheets, 16 bonus. And yeah. started the season at 5.5 million, too. It's kind of yeah, remarkable. It, I mean, you, you basically could have had him for, I think he only missed, he actually even, yeah, so one game he was rusty, even that game he came on, he only actually missed three entire matches the whole season. So if you, you could have just plugged him in at 5.5 million in game week one, and you would have got 35 yeah. starts out of him. I remember it was an international break early in the season where Pep came out in a press conference saying Laporte wasn't reporting to France for international duties. So why why not just start him in every Man City game from here to eternity? And I think that was around, right around the time it was the turning point for Laporte where we knew he wouldn't get rotated like a lot of right. Man City players do. So right. he became a safer option. Yeah, uh, it, about as safe as it gets under Pep. So, uh, which almost like, you know, I, I feel like, it's tempting to to list him, especially because he he finished so strong. But I, I do think that Raheem Sterling is the is the true fantasy MVP of Man City. 
Yeah, I think I, I'm emotionally attached to Aguero on this list just because I had so many great moments with him this season. His hat trick against Huddersfield during Aguero Gate in game week two, and yeah. then his his hat trick against Chelsea, I think it was. And yeah, uh, he's just been a fun player as he always is. So I, I'm going to say Aguero just wow. for the heck of it. It's so poetic. I'm just going to move on to the next club, uh, which is Liverpool. Now Liverpool is probably the fantasy. MVP of the season, right? I mean, it was you basically needed to have at least two, if not three, Liverpool players basically the whole year. Um, yes, and so the five candidates that I've listed here are Virgil Van Dijk, uh, four goals, four assists, twenty clean sheets, uh, twenty-two maps. Uh, uh, Andrew Robertson, no goals. I just he got so close many times, but twelve assists, twenty-one clean sheets. Uh, Sadio Mane uh, and and Mo Salah, who both finished on twenty-two goals, although um, Salah did have twelve assists to, to Mane's two. Uh, and then uh, the man himself, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who had an unbelievable end of the season: uh, thirteen assists, sixteen clean sheets, and a five million starting price. So, Brandon, who is the <laughs> who is the fantasy MVP of Liverpool? This is an impossible one to call. I mean, recency bias tells me Trent, just looking at your your value for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him to pip Robertson in the last game week to win their assist competition on 13 is really incredible. And yep. uh, him being kind of the man of the match against Barcelona has no real implication on um, fantasy. But he just feels like a player as much as anyone else on this list that we're going to have to consider for our fantasy teams going forward. Yeah. Well, they're all going to be like 7 million next year. <laughs> that's that's really the problem. It's hard to not go with one of the fullbacks, but I think Mane is the standout option because it feels like going up against Salah, he overcame insurmountable FPL odds to uh to keep to keep pace with Salah on points. And I feel like we kept coming back to this uh, time and time again, where there were there were various Liverpool midfield inflection points, the yeah. decision points throughout the season, and we kept having to say, "Well, it's probably Salah and Mane are probably just going to match each other on points, so yeah. just go with whoever fits into your budget." And that that held true. And I think the fact that Mane was able to do that against Salah, who had just the the type of season that he did last season and did nearly as well this season, is a yeah. testament to him. I think that's a reasonable argument. I'm, I'm going to go with Andrew Robertson, actually. Um, and the reason I am is because I think he is the ultimate – he is in some ways the ultimate fantasy player because, um, I mean, a great player is on – great player as a, as a real-life player. Uh, but he is the ultimate just plug him in and you're done. You're fine. Like it was six yeah. million to start the season wasn't too expensive. Started thirty six out of thirty eight matches, twelve assists in the season, twenty nine bonus points. Actually, the most bonus points of anyone in Liverpool. Um, twenty one clean sheets. Just, just you know, and just every single match he was dangerous and racking up bonus points. And you felt like he was going to start virtually every time. Um, didn't get injured very much. It's just like he was everything you wanted in a fantasy player. So, uh, so that's my that's my pick. Fair enough. I can't complain. He's probably he's one of the few players, if the only player, who I've had in my team every all thirty eight game weeks. Is that season. right? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I have a single. I don't think a single person made that cut for me in the end. I I think I ended up with some players, like I brought them back in, but um, yeah, it, yeah, it was um, 
Yeah, it should have been him and Anthony Dropkick for a couple of Kind of crazy how you had Benjamin Mendy for the last month of the season. It's a, it's a strange call by you, <laughs> Huge John. mistake. Yeah, one of many blunders. <laughs> um, all right. For, uh, we're moving on to Chelsea in third place. Uh, there's only one candidate that I've listed here, uh, and that candidate is, of course, Kepa. Uh, amazing season, Kepa. Congratulations to you. Brandon, let's just move Brilliant. on. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, let's move on. I mean, they don't make them any shorter, and they don't make them any better than <laughs> Kepa. So what, a, what a great season. <laughs> No, uh, it has to be Hazard, yeah, of scorer of yep. great goals. Yep. Yep. His, his goal against uh, Liverpool only to be outdone by his goal against West Ham more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, of course, another classic Hazard troll FPL season. As good as he continues to be, he's, he, he's unbearable. Yeah. Well, now he's gone. So, so I hope I hope you had your fun, Hazard lovers and haters, because... Uh, he'll be doing that in the uh, in the La Liga next season. He is the is the puck of FPL <laughs> for all you yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream fans out there. He is he is a very streaky player as a fantasy asset. I mean, just looking at his numbers here, maybe he's maybe he's not more. Maybe he's in that zone now where there's like a confirmation bias that kicks in, right? Where it's just like every time he does something now that confirms your idea that he's a troll, it like further locks it in. Right. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I feel like Game, Game of Thrones is getting that territory now where it's like I actually kind of liked the last week's episode. But now we are all so convinced that the show is bad <laughs> that it's like every I, I, don't, I mean, I, I know this is like a, like a Twitter thing to a certain degree, but it's just like it's a it's just, a Brandon thing as well. There's so the, much the show. There's the just like so much. Out. There's so much like haterade out there now that it's like you can't uh-huh. even like you can't like see. I don't know. So anyway, I think that um, Pizarro, obviously, I mean, 17 goals or 16 goals and 15 assists is just a ridiculously good season and you really never had had to wait that long. I think it was just, he had the stretch from, I think it was game week. I'm looking at the stats here. It's like game week 20 to like 28, basically where he had one good match again. Again, it was against Huddersfield the whole season. You really should have just captain whoever played Huddersfield. That would have been a proper strategy. Um, but I think sandwiched around that, he had just like a bunch of blanks and some yellow cards and he got subbed off the 59th minute once and just, uh, just a really poor run. I think you had him for like every single one of those matches too. Uh, I, I did. And of course I dropped him right before that Huddersfield match. I can't remember why it was probably out of necessity. I probably needed some Liverpool or Man City player, but yeah, so a pox on you Hazard, but I will always love him. For being a player who is willing to wink in interviews, he loves yeah. winking and and the wry grin. He does Puckish. seem like he's yeah, got he's right. got personality. I mean, I'll give him yeah. credit for that. It's I, I won't I you know I may not miss him as a fantasy player, but I'll miss him just as a regular style. Like it, I mean, he's obviously a great player. It's fun to watch. But uh, all right, let's move on to Tottenham. Uh, this is a weird one. I actually don't think there are any great candidates for for Spurs. Um, I think you know, not even Sun. Well, I mean, but even Sun, right? I mean, he ends the season with this red card that upends kind of everyone's plans. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, that that did actually destroy my game week thirty eight strategy. So it's yeah, true. I messed mine up. To, I ended up bringing in stupid Paul Pogba. You know, I that was <laughs> dumb, and you know, it was just, I mean, that was an insane red card. I mean, like one of the craziest. Like, like if mm-hmm. Arsenal had beat Brighton, like. I don't know. Just like there was like they were they really would have been in some trouble. So they, luckily they they got away with it because um, Arsenal you know drew with Brighton. But yeah, I mean it's just that he missed a lot of matches, right? He didn't play. 
I think he only his first start wasn't until game week six, um, and they missed two matches. He just only like started like about twenty three matches or something like that this season. You know, I mean, it's twelve goals and eight assists. He basically just had this like incredible run. Um, yeah, around, right around the holidays, around the holidays, yeah, and then yeah. and then it was over. I think um, the last, let's see, starting in game week twenty seven, he finished on one goal and one assist with a red card. Good job, son. <laughs> yeah, but but you're still the winner. You're still the best candidate. He still I mean, wins. He still yeah. wins. Yeah. I mean, you could you could argue that Erickson, but I mean, Erickson at nine point two million. I think he started at nine point five. I mean, he finished on eight goals and twelve assists. That's it was worse than last like it's that's like his worst game, you know, worst season in i think four seasons or something so it's kind of hard to like yeah. consider him the mvp even from a fantasy i do think there are game. there are a lot of players in the league who probably suffered a world cup hangover a lot on spurs erickson just seemed to be a poster child for out of gas spent a yeah. long summer coming off yeah. of a long club season and yeah he just didn't look to be his real self yeah, and congrats to Harry Kane, by the way, for playing about seven matches this year uh, and still finishing on 17 goals and six assists. Like, it feels like he was a total non-entity in fantasy, and yet, like, that's a pretty good season, right? I mean, he's only five goals off the golden boot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what is, Would you put money on Harry Kane starting in the Champions League final? Um. I, probably. I mean, it, I just don't know. I mean, they say he may need surgery on the ankle, so it kind of just depends oh, on how Jesus. well it heals. Okay. This is okay. like what happened with Grant Hill in, in the NBA, you know, a few years ago, where he had this like dodgy ankle. And Grant Hill was anyone who grew up in Michigan or just watching 90s basketball knows how great he was. And then it was like this ankle just became like this recurring thing that for like six or seven years, it was like it just would flare up just again and again. And he like missed like two seasons. And so. You know, it's just, it's like, you just put so much impact on it. So I, I do worry about whether he's going to like, well, it's just going to like dog him, you know? So yeah. I hope not. I, I love watching him play. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Arsenal. All right. Uh, it's, it's between two candidates. Yeah. The two strikers, Aubameyang mm-hmm. and Lacazette. Aubameyang, co-golden boot winner, 22 goals, seven assists, 32 bonus. Lacazette, the little brother. Um, I feel like they would have been closer on goal count, but no, no such luck. No, Alba did have a good run at the end of the season, but Lacazette finishing on 13 goals, 12 assists, and 20 bonus points. Yeah, the the big upside for Lacazette, right, is you could plug him into your team at 9.5 million, mm-hmm. much easier than you could have the likes of Aubameyang. The problem is, is Lacazette started like 66% of the games, Yep. So I guess you really, for that reason, have to go Aubameyang as the MVP, uh, right? I mean, there's there's no real argument to have there. No, I, I think I think you're right. I just I listed him here because I thought he was, uh, um, you know, possible. I don't know. Like he, he the, 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 those two were like I always think of them together. So it felt it felt appropriate that that Alba's little little guy would come with him. And yeah, it, uh, it is. It's it's a shocking season when Arsenal doesn't have any midfielders to consider as MV. Uh, FPL MVP gold, but totally. Yeah. Very backward season. Thomas Rosicki. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Man United. I I sort of think of Man United in the, uh, the Spurs category where there's like, like Paul Pogba, I think wins by default, you know, 13 goals and Mm -hmm. 10 assists on the season. Uh, did virtually nothing. Um, like, okay. So starting in game week 27, 
Pogba has two goals, which came in the same match, the West Ham match, and one assist. So much like Sun, actually, um, just did nothing. Basically, basically, if you just forgot that Sun and Pogba existed for the last like 12 weeks of the season, your season would have been a measurable be better. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I can't believe we both brought him in. Like, I mean, I, I thought the argument was reasonable. I, who would have thought they'd lose 2-0 at home to Cardiff? Like, what a crazy end of the season. I I guess based on the performance against Huddersfield, you might have been able to predict that. Yeah, sure. And like the other players, I, it gives me some, like... I feel better that that uh, that Fraser, who the, I really wanted to bring in Fraser, I strongly considered him, and the fact that he only got one more point than Pogba makes me feel a little better, you know. Like I didn't. Yes. Like if Fraser had gone up for sixteen points or something, I'd really be kicking myself today. But uh, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I, I guess I was just playing the fixture and not the player. And uh, yeah, but they have yeah. they have yeah. This, this team is going to be totally different next season, I would imagine. The only other player you can consider is Marcus Rashford, but the thing about him with FPL is when Rashford was scoring points, Pogba was also scoring points. Right. And uh, so Rashford's like, I mean, I think Rashford, you know, he had that Fulham match that he missed. That was, I remember when you and I were going to the, it was the Yale Soccer Conference match. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was in game week 26. And he was never the same after that. He had one goal and zero assists in the final 12 matches of the season and um, just didn't. It just didn't seem like he had it, you know. Um, it just didn't have the speed. Maybe his confidence was gone too. But um, you know, he's one of those players. Like, give him the summer off, and maybe he'll come back stronger. Yeah, definitely. All right, Wolves. Uh, absolutely insane season for Wolves from an FPL standpoint. Yeah, they were like mini a mini Liverpool in that you <laughs> yeah. really wanted to have a piece of their defense and a piece of their yeah. attack. I was going to propose, how about co-MVPs for Wolverhampton, Brennan? Yeah, let's do it. Name them. No, you do it. I, <laughs> maybe we'll agree. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, it's got to be Jimenez and Doherty. Jimenez, uh, what did he start at? Uh, he started at 5.5 million at the start of the season, finishing on 13 goals, 10 assists, 31 baps. And then Matt Doherty, who, um, you know, there was a point, cast your mind back earlier in the season when Wolves kept a lot of clean sheets, and mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Doherty finishes with four goals and seven assists, starting at 4.5. So these guys are like true Gs yep. of uh, the yep. FPL mid-table. Totally. And, yeah, I mean, and you know, you know uh, Doherty is going to be 5.5 to start next season. It's going to be super annoying, and we're all going to have to decide whether it's – Worth it or not? Yeah. Uh, Jimenez is priced. Johnny Otto time. Jimenez, yeah, I mean, it may be because Johnny would probably be around five. Um, Jimenez um, will probably be around eight million. I would assume maybe eight point five. Yep. It's that seems like eight million feels right to me for a team yep. at their level, you know. But yep. yeah, we'll see. It's, yeah, I think as low as seven point five and as high as eight point five. Therefore, I think you're spot on. But I think those two players are almost inseparable. Um, they were they they were the Wolves fantasy players, and um, I don't want to I don't want to decide between those two. So we're just gonna we're gonna split the award, Brandon. <laughs> what is what, what boggles the mind is Connor Cody, the only player in the entire division to play every single minute of the season, hmm. and not once did I hear Cody's name uttered on any. FPL social channels <laughs> on any podcast anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, no so, goals uh, and no assists in the season for Cody. 
So yeah, he's, Johnny he's just looked, living in Darty's shadow. Johnny looks so good down the stretch. Uh, I I mean I don't know the 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 stats weren't always there. I guess he finished on one goal and three assists in the season, but man, he just he is so good. Um, big, big fan of him. Um, all right, so let's uh, move on to Everton. Uh, Sigurdsson and Dean were the two candidates that I've listed here. Uh, you know, Charleston, you could maybe sneak him in, but I think you just you missed a few too many matches with injury and red cards. So I think these are the two strongest candidates. Yeah, I think it's Lucas Dean just just because he's new and exciting. We like new yeah. toys in FPL. And, you know, he's going to be probably first in a lot of teams when we – start plotting game week one for next season. Yeah. It's really emerged. as 9.5 million starting price is going to be tricky, but I think you're right. <laughs> it's going to be tricky. <laughs> you will find a way. We will find a way. But do you remember there was a turning point, like a third of the way through the season where Everton really weren't doing anything. Marco Silva couldn't get the team to really uh, do what he wanted. Yeah. But these stats started to, make make these appearances of lucas hey do you hear about this guy lucas dean he yep. was leading the league and in, in uh crosses into the box mm-hmm. and suddenly you you put that together with everton's emerging form and dean's price tag lo and yep. behold he starts scoring all these worldy goals exceptional yep. season a couple a couple own goals in there too but i yeah i had him for uh the amazing it was a free kick to to draw a match and i was on one point from him and uh and when he when the free kick went in, it was a goal and three bonus points. It was a, from one point to ten uh, in 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 seconds. And one one of the actually, I actually remember like where I was when that happened because it was a, it was it was I was actually at work, uh, and it was one of those great work moments where you're like, I can't actually celebrate because I'm at work and I am secretly watching this match. <laughs> I am so right. I'm so excited right now. Uh, all right, let's move. On. I, I agree with you. I think Dean is the is the winner. Sigurdsson is kind of in that like. Erickson category where it's like, eh, like it's not even his best season, you know? So it's kind of hard to, yeah, to shower yeah, him yeah. With, he's, with praise. We'll, we'll happily take him for granted. Yeah. Uh, Leicester city, Jamie Vardy, I think is the, the clear winner here. 18 goals, five assists, 31 bonus points. Yeah. You have players like, like Tielemans coming in at the second half of the season who look fantastic. If they can hold on to him, yep. Mad- James Madison, I think he kind of did what we, planned for him at the start of the season it never yep. got to the point where he became a must-have but uh he he showed he showed uh, great prowess throughout the season so more yeah. great things from him to come i'm sure yeah if he'd started the season like as a really cheap player i think he would have been thought of even more kind of highly from a fantasy point of view uh all right moving on to west ham brandon this is the only the only team i've done this for but okay. i think i think no one I think there is, I think there is no fantasy MVP in this West Ham team. There was no one who was consistent for any stretch of time, who was a super valuable FPL asset. They were all so frustrating. There was no one in West Ham that you really wanted to own. Yeah, there was a moment at which, like when Yarmolenko was healthy, and he and uh, and uh, Felipe Anderson were mm-hmm. were flying high. That was like for two weeks, maybe. Yeah, I forgot about thought, Yarmolenko. Oh. Yeah. Is, is West Ham going to be like a thing this season? Yeah. So they weren't. And Felipe Anderson like just completely flamed out at some point, like two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, it was, he flamed out and it just, Fabianski was a super frustrating keeper. That defense is just awful. And um, yeah, you hope that they get a little better next season. Um, there's a lot of fun players in this team, you know, and Antonio really came out at the end, but I just don't think there's a, I don't think anyone deserves to be the MVP from a fantasy point of view. 
Let's give it to Mark Noble. What the hell? All right. Good job, Mark. You're crazy. (laughs) We love you. Uh, Watford. uh, Jerry D is my candidate. Uh, Ten goals, five assists, ten bonus points. Um, Those numbers would probably be better. I think he was like the first six or seven games of the season he missed, and so he kind of got a late start. It's got to be Decore, dude. You think you think Decore? Well, <laughs> Delafeu's De got him on points, uh, and he was he was cheaper to start the season, um, and he scored more goals and uh, had only two assists less than him. So I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick with Jerry D here. Well, I'm sure that all the listeners will agree that uh, Decore is the MVP of the league. (laughs) Virgil van Dyke just stepped in with that PFA award when it Mm should have gone to Decore. But um, we, yeah, Decore is just one of those weird uh, players where he kind of skirts around the edges of the FPL conversation. Yeah, yeah. um, He'll never really actually get into anyone's team. No. And I think I love him just for that. He's like he's like seasonal allergies. You know, they're sort of just lingering <laughs> at the at the edge of your, your existence at all times, you know. Um, all right, let's move on to uh Crystal Palace. I think there's a clear winner here, Brandon. I, I've listed Bill uh Milivojevic because I think that he had a he actually kind of lived up to his lofty price, you know, finished on twelve goals and two assists, but I think there's only there's only one real answer here. Oh, yeah, Aaron Juan Basaka. I mean, it's it's the FPL manager's dream of a 4.0 player that is nailed on to start from game week one. Yep. Proceeds to hold his starting spot and does really well and looks like a great player for the future. So, Aaron Juan Basaka, welcome to the team. That's right. I mean, four million players starts 35 out of 38 matches. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, and he's like the poor man's Robertson, right? Like all the things I said about Robertson applies for him, except take 2 million off and, and, yeah, uh, and he, and, and he doesn't produce any attacking returns. Yeah, take two, but that, take, take 2 million to come. Yeah. But that, that's what, that's what the 2 million comes in, you know? So that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's where you're losing. Yeah. Uh, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so true with defenders in general, isn't it? Like yeah, how, it, like how often is. like you cheap out and get the like cheaper defender and you like, like it just comes back to haunt you while the other person just gets like goals and assists, you know? Yeah, that that's definitely a lesson that can be learned from this season and other seasons is in hindsight, you realize oh, if I just spent a little bit more money on my defense, yeah. my team would have been that much better. That's so true. Yeah. And I, I started the season with more money in my defense. And I, yeah, really, I'm really glad that I did. I really, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for more balance next season too. I think my, my team actually ended a little imbalanced. Um, and I think it cost me some points near the end. So Newcastle, Brandon. Uh, I think there's probably a clear winner for Newcastle as well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Rondon. He emerged as the uh, the chief striker for that team, and you know what? He sh- he showed remarkable inconsistency earlier seasons at West Brom. Coming to Newcastle, you kind of think, well, this is this is the best signing that Rafa can get with the meager funds that he has. That's a real shame. Mm-hmm. But Rondon really took that took the challenge by the horns and had a really terrific season. I mean, only only to be uh, compared to Iosi Perez having a pretty compelling late season run and finishing on, on 12 goals himself. That's but, amazing. Yeah, I, Ron, amazing you finished yeah, on that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy. But Rondon will be the one where going into next season, I think we will be having to run a price check on him. Yeah. And, uh, if, he's, and, if he's still there, you know, I mean, he's. I think he was just on loan from West Brom. So 
Uh, Brandon, we've got a few more teams to go here. Uh, we're, get, we're getting down to, uh, I, I, we've got like two, like one more fun club to go. And then, then I think we can rush through the next, the next few after this. So uh, Bournemouth, Brandon, we got two strong candidates for Bournemouth. I tried to make Fraser a thing in my game week one squad last season and mm. it didn't work. He didn't really play. Yeah. And this season brought us the real Ryan Fraser and what an exceptional value he was throughout the entire season. You kind of had to suffer through droughts with him, but I remember having a conversation with you on one of our earlier podcasts about expectations. And if you have this midfielder who, who fills an essential spot in your midfield with that price tag of 5.5 million, you can't reasonably expect this player to give you attacking returns mm-hmm. every single week or yeah. maybe even every other week. Right. But when Fraser came through, he came through in really big ways. Seven goals on the season, 14 assists, 23 bonus points. And uh, I mean, if you could compare him to Wilson, who ended with 14 goals and 12 assists, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it was what was even more phenomenal from Callum Wilson is that he managed to stay healthier for longer stretches than he has in seasons past. I was going to say it was also phenomenal that he managed to have no attacking returns in that crazy 5-3 Bellas-Bournemouth match. How does he not get anything in that match? It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, just Josh King was the only one who anyone might even consider walked away with any attacking returns from that that match. Yeah. Uh, was it Josh King? I don't even actually, did he score in that match? I actually didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he had a goal or an assist. If he, he, go, go to the fixtures here. Go to the fixtures. <laughs> yep. I'm looking. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. There you go. Yep. You are, you are correct. <laughs> God, what a, what a murderer's row of goal scorers here. Jordan Ibe. Gross. <laughs> Jefferson Lerma, great goal. Yep, yep. Lerma only scores great goals because they're always outside the box. We were sat in the black horse seeing Lerma's goal attributed, the assist for Lerma's goal attributed to Smith. And we couldn't for the life of us come up with Adam Smith's first name (laughs) right on the spot. Just another faceless, uh, bland (laughs) defensive (laughs) asset for Bournemouth. Uh, all right, Burnley. Um, you've got the 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 duo of mediocre strikers. You've got Ashley Barnes and, and Chris Wood. Uh, my MVP candidate for Burnley would actually be um, McNeil, uh, who um, mostly really only became a, a player that anyone noticed uh, at the second half of the season. Uh, started up at four point five million. Uh, finished uh, with three goals and four assists and six bonus points. Doesn't seem like much, but I felt like he was kind of the most interesting fantasy player on Ron Burnley this season. Yeah, I can't really argue with you there, though. You know, my allegiance to the Austrian youth football program, I do have to go with <laughs> Ashley Barnes for my MVP. That's under 12 goals, three assists. It's a fair, a fair case there. The thing about McNeil that's kind of funny is when you see a picture of him, he's got kind of like a little head. Uh, but then when you like, he's huge. He's got like a, he looks like Gareth Bale out there. He's got this like giant body. Like I, I guarantee. He's lanky. I, I, I will promise you now, Brian, within like a season, he's going to be on some like huge club. I think that um, I think he's like he's got everything it takes to be a, a top player. So um, super team McNeil. I, I am. I'm all in a McNeil. Uh, Southampton. Uh, oof, like, I guess we got to go with Redmond here. The uh, my my most and least valuable Southampton asset. 
I am disgusted by Southampton uh, after game week 38. Um, <laughs> so I mean, disappointing. Mostly the, the defensive call. So they had the non-blank or double or whatever. However, we got roped into getting these Southampton assets. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's but, fraudulent. Uh, yeah, they stink. I, I feel like we were all really trying to make this Hoodle team a thing. Yeah. They stink. Uh, how about this? How weird is it that James Ward process no assists on the season? Does, does that guy like uh, like I feel like all he does is send in dangerous crosses? Like no, not a single person. He's like a poor man's Ryan Fraser. Like I can't believe he doesn't have a single assist. <laughs> it's weird. That is a weird one. I guess he's just really he he was meant to work on his goal scoring <laughs> to raise his profile in the England system. Yeah. So there there he is. Apparently so. I mean. Yeah. I, I do think it was a breakout season for Ward Prowse because he used to be one of those just straight up bench fodder guys who would rarely get a start. But when he did, maybe he would be on a set piece. But I think he's on the verge of breaking into uh, maybe a future Ryan Fraser type of a player. So we'll we'll see. I I guess we've been waiting for that to happen for him for like five years now. But I'll still hold out some hope. Uh, Brighton, I think that, uh, I guess it's gotta be Murray and Duffy has an argument, but I think we're all still feeling a little, uh, a little burned by the Duff man. A little burned. Um, I mean, Duffy and Dunk, they went out there, they played with, with grit and determination. Um, despite all that, they, they couldn't manage to get us FPL points when we really needed them. Glenn Murray, yeah, he's got to be the MVP, and I love a really unglamorous MVP. I mean, a guy who <laughs> the you know, his hair plugs are just trying to reject his head. Yep. It's just an incredible thing to look at. Uh, but there he is still giving his all, scoring goals, doing his thing. Well, we finally made our way to the the relegated clubs. Uh, they're they're not even candidates for these final three. It's just one person that I've picked for all three of the teams. Uh, we started off with with uh, Cardiff, clear easy winner for Cardiff. In my opinion, it's uh, Melissa Etheridge, uh, the singer songwriter turned goalkeeper, who had uh, ten yeah. clean sheets. Come and, to my window. <laughs> who had uh, ten clean sheets and three penalty saves on the season, and it felt like all three of those penalty saves were crucial. Right? It feels like every single one of them, like. Like won a man, like you know, preserved a win or helped them hold on to a draw or something. Like they were all massive. Cardiff wouldn't have stayed up without those penalty saves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, the, the 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 table may tell you that they went down, but we all know those penalty saves kept them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were there were some some bright stars that that are could have been it's like. Camarasa or Josh Murphy or Bobby Reed, but you know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, this team just stunk. Yeah, that yeah, they they did. Like the whole like the, the from fifteen on down, that was it was not it was not a lot of fun. Even Burnley, this is not the Burnley fun. Last season, Burnley was fun. They had they less like they played defense last year. I don't know what happened this year. Uh, all right, let's move on. It was the Europa League. Yeah, I guess that's what. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Right, but that was like they were out of that by like October. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah that's on. a weird one. All right, Fulham, Brandon. Why don't you talk t- talk us through Fulham? You're a Fulham supporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the 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 Fulham team that we finished with in game week 38 uh, was not the same that we started in game week one. You know, Jean Michel Serre was um, not the player that 
we expected when we bought him. Um, I would have loved to have seen somebody like Alfie Mawson mm-hmm. as an MVP. Mm-hmm. Look like the kind of perfect signing with league yep. experience, but Fun you know, player immediately hit with an injury. Yep. It's like it's like a uh, a character in Game of Thrones that you're like, oh, this this guy could be cool, and then he immediately gets killed in the next scene. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, if it's not Mitrovic, Josh, it's got to be Anguissa, who is the future destroyer of the of the yeah. Fulham midfield. Yeah. Uh, he's the new Kevin McDonald, and and that's just the sad state mm-hmm. of affairs. Yep. there at Fulham Football Club. Yeah. But I do I do associate Mitrovic with my mid season wobble. I brought him in the same time I brought in Lacazette, and Mitro was in this huge drought. Lacazette couldn't get any minutes. Um, there were some dark times with Mitro, and I think. He basically spent all of his FPL points during the first half of the season. Yep. Yeah. It, and even then it was kind of intermittent. Like I think I got him like too late, like he had kind of a hot start. And But yeah, I think he's the, yeah, if only by default, I think he's the the winner. Um, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We, we do have to just quickly mention Ryan Babel, who became kind of a differential darling yeah. toward the end of the season. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't scoff at that. And that didn't he start is one of the few, like, weirdly. <laughs> it, it, it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate for those that tried to bring him in as a differential for that home fixture. But um, he was one of the rare oddball signings made by a relegated club that kind of did the job like Babel came in and did what he what was required yeah, of him did did a job ruined a double Liverpool clean sheet for me once um yeah and congratulations to Fulham uh, also for appointing Scott Parker the permanent manager and then losing like thirty seven nothing at home to uh, Newcastle on the last game every manager should be on an interim contract right like clearly like the second you find out your manager is permanent you like stop caring or something it's a weird yeah yeah it's yeah it's a weird one. It's like going on a month-to-month uh, lease in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you never know when the landlord's going to raise the rent, so you should be nice to Works them. out best for both sides. Uh, and that brings us to Huddersfield. I'm glad we're ending with Huddersfield. I wrote, uh, Lossal or no one? Uh, I guess Lossal by default. Yeah. There's some Dan Brown-esque Da Vinci Code stuff happening here. Uh, the the I can't be the first one to point out that the word loss appears in this goalkeeper's name. <laughs> um uh yeah and uh, i finished that uh, uh i don't even know what to do with that that kind of okay just joke. let it be the yeah. best joke that's yeah. ever been made on yeah. this podcast yeah, i couldn't move even, on Josh. i couldn't even i couldn't i couldn't parry your banter at all uh five clean sheets and nine bonus points on the season for lossell uh it's amazing we went 38 weeks the season i think i can still only name maybe three players on cardiff like I think I can name or Huddersfield and on Huddersfield's both of them. Now Cardiff, I like I kind of liked by the end. Uh, no Huddersfield, yeah. uh, I think I can name Munier, Lossel, and Hog. Hog, <laughs> yeah, yeah got to be Hog. Yeah, <laughs> was Hog the one well, you had for bu- like ten weeks? Oh, Phil Billing. Phil, Billing. yeah, wow, <laughs> how right. quickly I forgot about Phil Billing. <laughs> yeah, he disappeared off the face of the planet. I mean, that guy's got talent. I can't, uh, yeah, can't quite put my finger on what went wrong there. Yeah. Uh, with him not being able to stay in that lineup. Uh, I don't oh, know. Well. I mean, I guess when you, why mess with a good thing, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, Brandon, that well, is uh, all 20 teams. Um, as expected, that took us about 15 minutes to run through and, uh, Let's take a quick break, and uh, we're going to just do a quick lighting round on lesson learned, uh, lessons learned for the season and looking ahead to 2019-20. Uh, 
All right, Brandon, we're back. Lessons learned and looking ahead. And we've got two questions here, Brandon, but let's take this lightning round style because we're going a little long on what I thought would be a 30-minute <laughs> wrap-up on the on the Premier League season. Uh, Steven says, um, I'd love your views on these. Okay, and he's got four right. questions here. Let's take each of them one at a time. And again, lightning round style. Uh, your biggest mistake of the season? Well, I made two. It was bringing Lacazette in the first time and bringing Lacazette in the second time. <laughs> uh, I'll go, I've got two as well. Uh, it's uh, putting my faith in Avaro Morata for about four game weeks, uh, where I think he got me one or zero points every time, uh, and not triple captaining Mane in game week thirty six. Those those that that one in particular is going to haunt me because um, I probably would have finished in the top one thousand if I'd done that. Uh, well, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right? What are you going to do, man? Uh, what lesson will you take away from this season? Uh, lesson. I was listening to the second captain's podcast the other day, and they were talking to Jonathan Liu, who writes for The Independent. And he was talking about an article he had written about why we were, why we were seeing all these crazy results in the Champions League and uh why in this modern era in which these teams are built religiously on systems, but football is actually a game of systems versus moments. And you develop these really rigorous or rigid systems to help defend yourself against moments or to create these moments, moments being things that are kind of out of your control or magical or out of, out of the confines of the system. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very applicable to FPL. Like we'll get a lot of questions here at the end of the season. We'll get a lot of questions at the start of next season of like, how can I play the game better? Well, you can have a system by which you play, but it's not going to protect you from moments or it's not going to help you get these moments. The moments will just have to happen. Wow, uh, it's like so some that, real Carl Sagan stuff here. And, absolutely, man. Yeah. This is galaxy brain stuff, dude. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I th it, thinking like that, it, I think, is a little freeing. Um, I mean, you, you can you can just basically simplify it to say it's a game of of part skill and part luck. You know, people have have said that many times, but um, the systems versus moments says, yeah, it's important to be thoughtful and to have a plan and to abide by that plan, but you're kind of just going to have to make hope that it works in your favor when those moments come along. Yeah. And I'll just say, uh, never captain a defender. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, what can you do to make yourself a better player next season? Oh, uh, for this one, making myself a better player. I think one of the, um, the moments thing? where I got tripped up. If, yeah, I think, is it a moment or is it a system <laughs> thing? Um, I think next season, there were times this season where I thought I could dance around teams like Liverpool or Manchester City. And yeah. you could you could try and be clever, but you will always when you sidestep the best teams in the league, you'll get burned. Yeah. And I think uh, being a better player next season, I'm just going to have to be very uh, stubborn about going hard on the best teams in the league. Yeah, I, I think that's good advice. I think I, I did more of that this year. I could have done even more of that. I think that not captaining Mane again in 36 was, which I know is such a, it's such a isolated one moment of a million decisions you make, but um, that just felt like a time where I didn't, 
just go with the flow or like lean into the consensus stuff. I think that I got in my head a little too much this season and like by the end. And I think, um, I just, I was like, I was just reading too much stuff. And I, I do, I, I do think, and other people have said this too, that I think overloading on Twitter and podcasts and everything else can doesn't, is not, it's fun. You know, it's a fun thing to do. And this doing this all is supposed to be fun. So like, so go for it. But, um, I don't know that like, like reading all the stuff and taking it all seriously is a way to actually play better. I feel like some of my, some of the best things I did this season were moves that I just made because I felt like it, because it felt like the right move to me, you know? And it wasn't something I like sort of, it wasn't a piece of advice that I got from somebody, you know? So, um, I don't know. Maybe you're like, your own man, Joshua. Well, just a little bit. I mean, it's in selective moments, you can't spend, you can't do that for 38 weeks of the season, but I think that, you know, you got to pick your spots a little bit. So, um, wait, you just said the magic word, Josh moments. moments. Pick your moments. <laughs> uh, all right. The highlight, low light of the season. What's your, what's your highlight? Oh, the highlight is hitting the triple captain on Mo Salah mm-hmm. uh, with his brace and an assist. My 133 point game week. Terrific. Big highlight. Big low light was definitely captaining Pogba when he missed a late penalty. Yeah. Uh, and then was booked with a yellow card. And that was <laughs> that's a painful that was one. a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. Um highlight for me, I think it's uh the well, there's two that come to mind. One is uh captaining Sala away to Bournemouth, um, which uh felt like a bit of a differential pick. A lot of people were actually dropping him that game week. Um, but it just came from watching. I watch more matches this year than I think I have any other year. Not like all match. Like obviously you can't watch everything, but like I just I feel like I watch more like more highlights and just like I had a really good feel for for all the teams this year. And um, and it was just a feel pick. And um, that was you know Aguero um, catching Aguero in game week twenty five was it the double game week was another feel pick where I just. Um, I thought he would start at home to Arsenal, and um, I didn't think he'd start twice. But I thought he'd start at home to Arsenal, and I just—it was like when Arsenal's defense was was truly—I I guess the whole second half of the season they were bad, um, and I just wanted to captain him for that match. Um, low light of the season um, was um, getting too clever with the triple captainship um, at the end. Oh man, I know. Keep, keep, keep hammering keep, it home. Keep, well, it was just like it was it was the biggest mistake I made, you know, and it, and it happened like just two weeks ago. So it's still fresh. Yeah. All right. We have one last question here from Sam Danby. What do each of us want to accomplish between the end of the season and the new season? Can it be a book organizing a room. Uh, is there a room that you want to reorganize in the off season, Josh? Oh, I don't know. Probably, I probably, I probably should do some stuff around the house over the next uh, couple of months. Fix it. Fix a toaster, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna try to take advantage of these Saturdays. That's the biggest thing. Spend. You got to spend those summer Saturdays, June and July. That's got to be for your family, right? You got to like. You got to you got to lean in, right? There's no like we all oh, we yeah. all know the oh, uh, yeah. all of us hardcore fantasy nerds. We know what we're doing on these on these weekends. You know, when the fall rolls around, it's like. We're locked in, you know, so um, although I actually yeah, I uh, have a lot of I yeah. have a lot of debits in my brunch ledger, not a lot of credits. Yeah, so exactly. Need to make up for that. I am going to try to do the match of the day stuff next year a little more often, though. I think uh, I think that's that's a that's that's something I really want to try to do more is just like or, you know, or just record the match, like watch find one match that I'm just going to watch on videotape afterwards, you know. 
Um, okay. Because I just think that videotape. I love this. <laughs> recorded digital, whatever, <laughs> TBR, <laughs> something. Or just like, you know, on the app, you know, you can watch all the games that, that were happening. And like, you know, just maybe like try to like like buy back. Kate, where's my tape? Where's my videotape? <laughs> yeah. Did you tape over the game? <laughs> you got to get these extended long play, right? As you get the, the six hours, you get the three games out there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you're a smart man. <laughs> no, but I just, I, I think that I'm going to try to buy back like one Saturday a month next year, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I like that yeah. idea. Yeah, I think that's I a good. I think that's a good, that's the right, I think it's like just healthier for everybody if you do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, and maybe Brandon can drop 10 pounds between, between now and the start of next it, season. That's a challenge. Make it 40, you know? Go for it. <laughs> Are you giving me a thinner-esque curse? <laughs> uh, all right, Brandon, that's it. <laughs> I think when, when you when you start referencing the movie Thinner slash the book Thinner, uh, you have reached uh, peak podcast. I think peak, we're always I, cheating. Yeah, man. I think we're done. I think we're ready to say goodbye to the 2018-19 season. It's been a great season. Uh, I, I posted this earlier, but I mean, it bookended by three huge highlights. Uh, this fall, we went to the UK, uh, met a ton of friends, had a really great time, great experience. Um, this winter, uh, we went, you know, crossed the million download mark, which was which was uh, really exciting. Something we've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, and then this spring, we won the a football blogging award, the inaugural. Best Fantasy Football Content Award. They'd never given it out before. And we won the first time it was given out. So uh, that's really cool and exciting. And um, um, so just it's been a great year. We both had great seasons too. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know what the expectations can be for next year for the podcast or for our personal teams, but um, I don't know. Let's set probably going to get worse, Josh. <laughs> probably, but let's, let's set the bar high. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if anybody has any thoughts or suggestions for the podcast things you want us to do next year or features or patrons um podcast content idea just you know reach out to us and let us know you can email us at uh hailcheaters at gmail.com i mean, you know i'm just gonna read off all the places people can find us brandon because i already started go for it josh you're feeling it you're vibing yeah I like it. email us hailcheaters at gmail.com you can visit our website alwayscheating.com uh facebook is facebook.com slash always cheating uh we're on instagram in case you are not following us on instagram already we're at hail cheaters um and we'll be we'll definitely be doing some more instagramming because we'll be going to the black horse for the that champions league final for sure right i mean it's a it's a tottenham spurs bar i gotta be at a at a club bar for a match like that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters. And Brandon, where can people subscribe to the podcast? Yeah, people can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever we are. And hey, um, if you want to just give us a tip of the cap for a great season, we'd love it if you wanted to give us a review or leave us five stars on iTunes. Um, so it, it helps people find us at the start of next season. And a special thank you to anyone who we haven't interacted with, anyone who just listens to the podcast yeah. and hits play, listens in their car on the way to work, during their commute, um, you know, while they're running errands or walking the dog. It really means a lot that uh, people do listen to us every week. And yeah. also thanks to our to our Patreon members. Yeah. You, uh, I feel like you want to say something, Josh. Do, does it feel like I'm not listening to you? Like I have something I want to say no. and I'm like just like waiting for you to <laughs> a little bit. Well, I was no, just gonna no, no. I was just gonna add on to what you were saying a moment ago about people who we never meet who listen to the podcast because when we uh, yesterday we met up, I mean we 
Omar, um, Jonathan, you know, uh, I guess Jonathan we've met once, like once before, uh, Jeff, Brandon, David, like all these different people who um, just showed up, you know, I mean, you know, guy from Israel and a guy from Australia, you know, like, and, 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 and many Americans, uh, you know, just like, just popping in and like, we'd never met any of them before. And they were all, you know, uniformly great, you know, I mean, uh, just all really nice guy, you know, people. And just like, it was just a very, um, it was very cool. So I, I agree. Like it's, um, sometimes like, it's hard not to think about the people that you're talking to as being the people that you sort of exchanged, you know, bad banter with on, you know, Twitter or the Slack <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But um yeah. bad I mean my banter is bad. Their banter is great, of course. Um but there's the a lot best. of people who just who just want to just listen to a podcast and that's it. And they don't feel the need to like jump on social media and talk to us. Yeah. And in fact most of our patrons are people who we've never really met or talked to either, you know. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of, if you want to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. June is free. If you're a current uh, Patreon member, you will not be charged for June. And if you want to jump on now, you can just check out our offerings for free in June. And uh, we'll be posting special Patreon exclusive podcasts sometime over the course of the next month. So you won't be cheater free. Uh, you won't be rid of us just yet. And thanks to our uh, producers, Josh. Why don't you read through our list? Yeah, of producers final today. final read of the season. Uh, thank you. Uh, special thanks to everyone who's been a producer all season long, which I think is most of these people. But uh, really, genuinely, sincerely appreciated. Thank you again to everybody. Uh, yeah, as Brian said, to all our patrons: uh, Mike DePietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Carl Rasmus, Lenny Granley, Chris Howell, Rafay Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne. We love you, Jim Payne. Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gaffer, Danny Evans, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Hoosbeat Salad, uh, Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, Oyvid Anderson, Kajitan, and our newest producer patron, Jazz Binning. All right. It's been real, Josh. Congrats on a great season. Congrats. See you next year. Yeah, congrats to you too. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, hail, hail Sorloth, Embakani, Poku, and... Who's the other patron Sam of the podcast? I'm Sam Vokes. Get on the Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are, man. All right. This is us signing off. We'll see you back in July. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.